Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us on MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Tuesday, November 30th. The Larkspur Outlets Home Improvement Store will be auctioning off appliances, lumber, home building supplies, and much more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, love telling you about my friends, Nate and Brian. They own Johnson Garage Doors, and man, did they do a fantastic job. I like how the process starts. Nate or Brian, they answer the phone. Then when you make an appointment, they show up on time. Usually, it's the same day that you call. Bruce has worked with them. I have worked with them. My wife has worked with them. They use the best parts out there and because they do. And by the way, they don't charge you a fortune for it at all. They give you the best parts and sell you the best parts at a reasonable price because that is attached to a warranty, which is not the manufacturer's warranty. It is their own personal warranty, and it's a long warranty. So what they're saying is we guarantee our work, we guarantee our parts, and you can feel peace of mind that when we come over, it's going to be done right. It's going to be done in a way that you're not, we don't, we don't want to hear from you anymore. Meaning you're not going to be calling us and saying this happened because they guarantee it. And that's the way companies should work. They're the best out there. JohnsonGarageDoors.com. That's JohnsonGarageDoors.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Marvin Mims, AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. His two long punt returns led to a pair of Broncos touchdowns against the Bills. Despite the defense forcing all of those turnovers, it led to a bunch of field goals. Let's talk about Marvin Mims, though. Well, you know what? Let's talk about him starting as a special teams player. He might be the best special teams player that I have seen since I've been here. Certainly the best returner. Yes. Right? Yep. No question. Now they got to find a way to use that talent as a wide receiver. Sean Payton keeps saying over and over again, he's going to get him more involved. I mean, when we talked to him before the bye week, he said, using his words, not mine, I got a notepad in front of me. (laughs) Right? Right. And I'm trying to design things right now. Well, he's gotten onto the field more, and that's good. He's getting more snaps with the offense. He got more snaps than Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. But Jerry Judy got more work. Yeah. Why? Uh, I think that uh, I think the manner in which they want to use Mims is as more of a straight line receiver. No, they don't. They want to use him with reverses and what should have been, uh, you know, a backwards pass. Well, that makes sense on some. The reverses make sense on some level, although they have not executed them well at all. No. In fact, I'm hard-pressed to think of one that has even gained a yard. Right. So you might, so either you got to figure that out and execute it better or disguise it better or whatever it is. It's pretty well scouted. Yes. It's very, (laughs) it's pretty well scouted. That is exactly right. You might want to find a way to line everything up differently to Mm -hmm. disguise it better. So, I mean, 
finding now finding spots for him in the passing game and what are they comfortable using him how are they comfortable using him in the passing game well if he's getting one target the answer is not very comfortable i suppose i guess i mean he's on the field for 50 some snaps but he's got one target okay but we haven't seen the thing that we haven't seen much from Early on, we did. Yep, but lately is stretching the field and utilizing his straight-line speed. You obviously want as much talent in every room as possible, Mm -hmm. and I get it. But there are only so many footballs to go around when you have an offense that wants to run the ball first, Mm -hmm. wants to establish the run. They're more than happy uh, chopping wood, picking up two, three yards of carry just to stay consistent and stay committed to it. With that, is there enough? Are there enough footballs to go around for all three of those guys next year? If it's a run first mentality, I think they'll have very similar challenges. Um, when you're running the ball 30, you're, if you're getting 60, 61 or two snaps and you're running the ball 35 or 37 times. I mean, you know. You know one question we haven't asked, and this is not a question I'll be honest I can answer. Okay. Because I am not some football savant, and I can sit and watch something and say, okay, this is the way it is, and I understand the way it is. There are so many people that are much more smarter than me when it comes to football. Is maybe Mims not a very good route runner? No. Does he not get enough separation? I think he is. From what I've seen in practice, yeah, I think he is. I mean, I, I then think, why then why aren't we getting him the ball more? Well, Sean would say personnel groupings, types of defense, the defenses that they're seeing, and opportunities with the combination of those two things to exploit his ability, which is straight and down the field. That's that's. I just don't think but that they want to use him as a guy across the middle. But that's not route running. A go route is not route running. It's I'm faster than you. That's not, I mean, uh, does he run the route tree? Oh, I think he can run the route tree. No, I, I don't think there's any question about it. Okay, then why aren't they using him that way? Because if, the, if it's straight line speed, go route, that's not the route tree. Well, I mean... I think that that's what they want to use him for. I, I, I think I, I think that he's a big hit guy. I think he's a big hit guy. I don't think he's a possession type of receiver. I don't think he's a third down receiver. Could be. But why not? He has all kinds of talent. You look at him, you, you look at a Stokely, you look at an Amendola, mm-hmm. right. you look at an Edelman, you look at a Welker. I mean... He has as much speed and quickness as those guys. Yeah. Well, he has as much size as those guys. Why, why not utilize him that way? You're afraid he's going to get hit. He's not tough enough. I think he's all of those things. I think he is tough enough. Well, that's a question for Sean Payton, not for Bruce Hurdle. I would use him. I would try to, and, and I think that Sean's trying to figure out ways to use him. Here's the deal. When a question like that is asked, it, it's asked with with confusion and a lack of understanding because we don't know what makes that a legitimate question. But I do know this. 
what do you do you think Sean Payton wants to win football games? Can I think about that? Okay. Of course so, he wants to win the football okay. games. Okay. Well, then if he wants to win football games, I am pretty sure that he is going to try to utilize whatever is at his disposal in a manner that in which that gives his team the best chance to win. But he's not. But he's not. In your opinion, he's not. Well, okay. Well, okay. My opinion, he's not. Is he utilizing Marvin Mims in the passing game? I think that he, no, but, but to sit here. And, I'm not saying he doesn't want to win. I'm saying, but, you, but, 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 but he, but I'm going to give him credit. I'm going to give him a lot of credit. Well, then he knows how to design offenses right. and plays. He's a very smart football guy when it comes to offensive acumen. He's probably one of the best in the league. I so, think, but but the but this it's hard to square this circle that you have a guy who's that talented and he's not being utilized except for reverses. Well, they haven't figured out maybe then how he how he needs to be utilized. What they're doing half the season in. What, well, I mean, Eric. I mean, Sean Payton wants to win football games. Can Marvin Mims help Sean Payton win football games? Yep. Yeah, as a returner, which is a no-brainer, he's their main guy. So we've got that much figured out. He's, 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 as, a, as a receiver, they haven't figured it out yeah, yet. Yeah. And they've been too cutesy, even with the stuff that they've tried to do. Not just the reverses, the quick pass down the line of scrimmage. For, conceptually, that's not bad. They didn't execute it well. Right. they got to be a little less cute, maybe, and a little bit more consistent with what this guy brings to the table. And they haven't gotten there yet. Five weeks ago, no one would have thought the Vikings against the Broncos would even make it to Sunday Night Football. Right. Flex it out. You have a team that's won three in a row. You have a team that's won five in a row. And now this is an intriguing matchup with two great stories at the quarterback position. One guy who's having one heck of a comeback year. And I'm talking about Josh Dobbs. (laughs) But I'm also talking about (laughs) Russell Wilson. Coming up after the break... Longtime friend of mine. We worked together in Chicago. Don Mitchell. She has covered the Vikings for 20 years. Wow. She'll join us next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Look at our guy, Alex. Broncos taking on the Vikings. Nice. What does he do? Pulls out Prince. Well done. Very, very well done. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Thursday, November 30th. The Larkspur Outlets Home Improvement Store. They will be auctioning off appliances, lumber, home building supplies, and much more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, it is Thursday night football night. What should you do? Go to Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. Of course, they're going to have the game on on Amazon. On NFL Sundays, great deal going on there. Uh, Two-for-one Bud Light drafts all day on NFL Sundays, plus free pool every weekday 
until 5 p.m. But here's my favorite part. Um, I say this all the time. Maybe my longtime friend Don Mitchell can tell me uh, if there's any bar like this in Minneapolis or St. Paul. At Greenfields, every day is happy hour, three until seven, two for one on all wine, well, and drafts. Well, maybe Don doesn't hang out at the same places as you do. I'm working all the time during football season. I'm like, that sounds like a great place to go. <laughs> it, it is a great. Bruce, are you insinuating that I have enough time I on my hands? I am, and I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I think I think you you've, are. You put in the time. You've put in the effort. You've done the work. You've got the knowledge. So the great lady you just heard, longtime friend of mine, Don Mitchell, uh, sports anchor reporter at KMSP in Minneapolis. She is a four-time Emmy Award winner, which is four more Emmys than you and I combined. She's been covering the Vikings for the last 20 years, and she and I have lived parallel lives. We both worked in Chicago roughly the same time, covering some really crappy Chicago sports teams. Mm. The Bears were bad. The Cubs were bad. The White Sox won a division title in 2000. That was it. And the Bulls were awful. It was so bad. I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here and come to Denver in 2004. And that's what Dawn did. She left for Minneapolis in 2004. Dawn, how are you? I'm doing great. But have you noticed as soon as we left, everyone started winning in Chicago, right? <laughs> well, right? They, The White Sox won yeah. the World Series and the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup. Maybe it was us. We just had to get out of Dodge. Mm. Well, I'm, now, I'm, now they're bad again. So They are. And, and, and the Broncos are getting better. The, the Vikings are good, right? Your Minnesota Wild are okay. Your Timberwolves gave the, the Nuggets a run. So maybe this is the golden age for Minneapolis sports. And right now with the Avs and Nuggets here, we're doing pretty well. Let's Yeah, we're hoping. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, let's talk about your Minnesota Vikings. If I would have told you three weeks ago that you would have brought in a journeyman quarterback and that guy would lead you to 29 points a game without Justin Jefferson, you would have said what? You're absolutely out of your mind. <laughs> That's what I would have said. You know, it's been shocking. And I have seen so many shocking things here in Minnesota since I've got here. And this is, it's pleasant. It's a pleasant surprise. Um, and I think that comes with head coach Kevin O'Connell. Um, whatever is thrown at this guy he just handles. So I give him all the kudos. Yes, Josh Dobbs, I give him kudos to, to come in in an impossible situation and handle it. And people are saying, well, we'll see the real Josh Dobbs soon because seven years, 17, something's bound to happen. But I said, have you ever seen Josh Dobbs with a coach that used to be an NFL quarterback hmm. and is pretty smart himself? And they're like, no. I said, so why why throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Like, why throw this guy under a bus now? Because Kevin O'Connell's pretty special as a coach. So, I mean, we all saw when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were together, right? Sometimes it just takes a coach and a quarterback to be on the same page to do good things. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed because it, it started off 0-3 with lots of fumbles and horrible things. So to be at 6-4, and four, uh, it's pretty shocking, actually. Uh, let's talk a little bit more, Don, about the sustainability of Josh Dobbs and his skill set. You talked about the relationship with Kevin O'Connell, and obviously that is working wonderfully. But what in in Dobbs's game do you think, from a physical standpoint, is sustainable 
uh, as this team looks for its sixth straight win? Well, what what we're shocked at is here in Minnesota for years, we haven't seen a mobile quarterback. And that is no knock on Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins. His accuracy is amazing. Different protection up front, and he can fire a ball into impossible angles. And when you have Justin Jefferson what, that we haven't had um, on the field, you know, things can happen. But when Josh Dobbs came in, I don't know if you saw the video at all. Even Coach Kevin O'Connell, when he pulled off his latest rushing touchdown, was like, I, I don't even know what just happened. <laughs> you know, so that with the, the other guys that are on the Vikings, it's kind of rejuvenated the offense. You know, the O-line, they've known this guy for, what, maybe two weeks now? They're ready to go through a wall for this guy. Because they're like, we just know that the play keeps extending. It's not like before where, oh, yeah, if he went like this and scrummed out, the play's kind of dead. They're like, what did he just do? Wait a minute, he just changed fields? What, what, what just happened? And that's really in, invigorated. The offensive line, the guys that play with them, because they're like, at any given moment, yeah, we'll go into the huddle, we'll get a play. But if it busts up, it's not dead. Something else can happen, and we're all ready for it. It's kind of like, one guy said it's kind of like street ball, and they kind of like it. We're talking with Don Mitchell, a longtime uh, Vikings reporter. She's a uh, main television sports anchor, one of the affiliates out in uh, Minneapolis at the Fox affiliate. Um, is there any talk, and I know that it is early, that maybe Dobbs is on a bit of a tryout and Kirk Cousins could be out the door after this season? You know, Kirk Cousins could be up the door after the season from game one this season. Um, so that's been the big kind of cloud hanging over his head. What's going to happen at the end of the season? But he was playing the best football of his career coming into this. So now they're going to, we're going to ride this Josh Dobbs train, but they're also smart about it. Like the Wilfs, they've seen this before. If you remember, Case Keenum came in. So they've kind of seen this oh, a hero cowboy kind of rides in and takes us down, and they did not give Case Keenum another uh, deal. So just because Josh comes in and does a great job does not mean he's going to be the quarterback of the future, but it does raise their eyebrows to what other quarterback can we get to fit into the majority of the team that we're going to come back with. Don, so that's, that's huge. Don, Justin Jefferson could have come off of IR a week ago. They gave him another week. Uh, what has his progress been like, and does he hit the ground running? What 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 are we expecting to see from Justin Jefferson this week? You know, the interesting thing is they keep saying we're not going to have him come back till he's 100%. And, and it wasn't to diss whatever team that they're going to play. Like, oh, yeah, we can win without him on the field. They always want him on the field. But they're looking long-term because it's that hamstring injury that just is nagging and nagging. And that he said he's – it's different when you go into a game, as we all know, where you, he goes a thousand percent. But during practices, he's ramped it up each and every time. So would I be shocked if they took him off IR, IR this weekend? No. But would they say, huh, let, let's just wait one more week before we get well, next up after that, you know, they come home again. So um, it's interesting. I thought he would have played last weekend. Just seeing how mobile he is, how he is, just kind of at practice. But I wouldn't be shocked if they take him off. But, again, they want to preserve him. I think he's kind of like a thoroughbred, though, in the gate, waiting to kind of get out, and they know that. They don't want that him to be like, all right, here I am, and then to re-injure it. So 
it's it's a great question if he's going to play or not this weekend. I'm hoping to see it. I am guessing you are aware of this stat, and if you're not, I can't believe I'm breaking news to you. When you look at the three previous seasons before Kirk Cousins arrived, the, your quarterbacks, I believe, and I'm saying this off the top of my head, were Keenum, Bradford, and Bridgewater. Those three journeymen had more combined wins than Kirk Cousins in his first three years. When I look at Kirk Cousins, certainly from a distance, I see a guy who is very like Justin Herbert, a tremendous talent, puts up huge numbers, and his teams don't win. He's been there five years, great record last year. They made the playoffs at 10-6, and six, but have been a 500 team for three other seasons, haven't made the playoffs. Why doesn't this team win consistently for a guy who puts up huge numbers all the time? And oh, by the way, they were under 500 when he got injured. And now you have Dobbs who comes in. No Justin Jefferson, 29 points a game. And this team looks rejuvenated. You know, I'm, I'm not a Kirk Cousins apologist, but you all know you, you can't have a good quarterback and you can't have a winning team if your quarterback isn't protected. And you guys saw the Netflix special on quarterbacks. That guy hit the ground so many times. So not to blame it all on an offensive line, but, you know, when you look back at famous quarterbacks that have done tremendous things, they always had a staunch line in front of them. I don't know. It's been kind of like the thorn in the Viking side for years that they don't put money into their O-line. They also started getting better before Kirk went down as soon as Dalton Reisner got into Oh, our buddy Dalton yeah, Reisner. there you go. Dalton Reisner right. sighting. Yeah. See, we, we, we got the bad end of the trade here. You got Dalton. Yeah. We got Case Keenum. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Case Keenum, though. He's a great guy. But, yeah, I mean, so protect him. I'm not saying Kurt is like this whatever quarterback, but I do think he's underrated. I do think he's underrated. Um and plays better than sometimes the the pieces that are set in front of him. With that said, will he ever be like a huge? Will he ever be like an Aaron Rodgers was, or, no. or anything like that? Or you know, he's not mobile. Neither is Aaron. But yeah, I just don't know. But I really think that if I if I saw a really staunch offensive line in front of Kirk Cousins, I would like to see what he could do. And then maybe I'll get on that train that he can't win. Can I counter that just for a second? And I understand that I'm talking about a different level of quarterback here. When Peyton Manning was here, he never played behind a great offensive line. But his processor was so fast and his release was so fast, he didn't get hit that much. So when you look at great quarterbacks, when they have a fast processor and they have a quick release, in some ways, you can make the case it doesn't matter how good the offensive line is. Dan Marino didn't get hit a lot. He didn't have a great offensive line in front of him. He just had such a quick release. So maybe is, yeah. there, some, is, maybe is there something else with Kirk Cousins? I have a really, really good friend of mine, Thomas, who is a huge Vikings fan, like bleeds purple. And he just expects his team to lose because he feels something's just going to happen. Hmm. And it's Cousins. Well, that's Minnesota sport. No, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I know. But but I think the it has to. The shoe is always dropping. Well, listen, the, the Twins did pretty well in the 1980s. Right? Kirby Puckett, man. Yeah. But. It, yeah, in, in the 90s. Here. 91. Let me right. ask right. you this. Is Cousins the answer? He may not be the problem, but is he the answer? 
you know what? Here's and and this is not a scientific thing. My humble opinion is Kirk Cousins' biggest problem is Kirk Cousins thinks too much. He gets in his own way. Mm. Sometimes he wants to be perfect. Um, you're right, and so sometimes that overthinking can can be his own nemesis. Um, and, and I see that. You know, like oh, I really want to do that. And, uh, where sometimes you just got to go out there and play ball, right? Like you said, quicker release, play ball. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen him call an audible. I could be incorrect. You know what I mean? He's not a scramble quarterback. If that's the kind of offense you want to build, then he is not your guy. Hmm. You know, he's definitely a get back, be protected in the pocket. Can he check down maybe a little bit faster? I absolutely agree. Um, if he can make quicker decisions and this and that, um, I just, his accuracy is unbelievable, but still you got to speed it up a little bit. So I'm not saying he's the quarterback of the future, but I'm just saying sometimes I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he really is. But now I'm invigorated by watching Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. And I know that he, I know that he is not like the be all and end all, but also you, you put a quarterback in a right situation and you see them flourish. Who knows what can happen? What do you, you know? I mean, we've seen Nick Foles win the Super Bowl, so yeah. anything can happen. <laughs> what do you think the pulse check is uh, out not out at the complex on the Broncos at this point? You know, they're very respectful, <laughs> and, and they know that Denver is improving. And with George Payton, they um, there's never like, oh, Denver's terrible. We're going to go in there and cruise. This team does not have that attitude. They very much respect the next team. They respect things that George Payton builds. They, they, they just, they're like, you know what? We're going to go out there. And if we start feeling like that, we're good. We're going to be toast. Like, remember, we started 0 and 3. And then you just look down at all the talent that you guys have as well. They know anything can happen on the dime. They know that your quarterback can burn them in a second. So it, it will be interesting. Now, I'm looking at your, your questionables. Um, in terms of your full injury report. They've been healthy it's almost all year, Don. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm looking at going, this pretty much is on par. When I first looked at it, like I think it was 54% um, in the Vikings' favor. It's like 40-something percent. I'm like, this is going to be an even game. So um, they, they don't look past their opponents now that they've been playing better because they also know that they've only been winning by one score. So it'll be interesting because it's tough to play in Denver. And, um, yeah, it, it's, trust me, it's not like, oh, yeah, we're going to go in there and cruise now because we're six and whatever. That's not the opinion at all. So, hey, Don, we really keep, keep our fingers crossed. Don, really appreciate your time. Hope you're well. We'll catch up soon. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks. I'll see you out there. Okay. Sounds thanks, good. Thanks, Don. All right. Don okay, Mitchell bye-bye. from Minneapolis. Coming up after the break, David Carr wrote an article, Top 10 Sleepers to Make the Pro Bowl. There are two Broncos on his list. Remember, it's the word sleeper. We know Sertan's going to make it. I've got, I've got another sleeper. Really? I can add one to that list. You can add whatever you want. All right. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. 
presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. I didn't realize Fallout Boy was part of Throwback Thursday. But I like this song. It's a workout song for me. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Thursday, November 30th. The Larkspur Outlets Home Improvement Store will be auctioning off appliances, lumber, home building supplies, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. NFL.com's David Carr wrote an article titled The Top Ten Sleepers to Make the Pro Bowl. He listed Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton. When you look at Wilson's numbers, when you watch the game against the Bills, I can see where people would say he could be a sleeper. For Cortland Sutton, doesn't have a lot of yards. Is he one of the best five wide receivers in the AFC? Probably not, but he does have seven touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And that toe tap, once again, was on national television. You said you have another sleeper. I do, too. I'm curious to know if it's the same person. Quinn Miners. That's where I was going to go. Quinn Miners, to me, is on that trajectory. Yep. And Um, and I think it was Brian Baldinger who went to town on Twitter about highlighting. And that's a pretty good source, by the way. It takes one to know one. That's right. And Troy Aikman was speaking glowingly of Mm -hmm. him on national television. When the Broncos played on national television last year, it was one (laughs) train wreck after the other mistake filled game after mistake filled. And that can kill you with how people view you nationally. No question. But this game against the bills hasn't put the Broncos on the map, but it has put them in a position where, Hmm, maybe this team has something going here. Relevance. Yeah, they're they're a relevant football team yet. I see. I'm with you on the. Let's ease back on the whole playoff discussion. Week to week, week to week league. Let's see what they what they come out of with this week. And then let's see how they play on Sunday, nationally televised. Mm-hmm. Can they back it up and put together another game to beat a team that is even hotter than they are? Yeah, I mean, people that. Between them, these two teams have won eight straight games. Right. Sizzling. Yeah. Now, the eye test would still tell you, for the Broncos anyway, that there's plenty of room for improvement and growth. Right. I think the Vikings are playing at a very high level. I'm not... They have have been rejuvenated with Dobbs. Now, Justin Jefferson coming back can can give them another boost. That's the game within the game. That is the game within the game. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll dive into the Cy Young Award winners who were announced last night. And if Bill Belichick leaves the Patriots, which team is he rumored to land with? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, on Thursday, November 30th. The Larkspur Outlets Home Improvement Store. We auctioning off appliances, lumber, home building supplies, and much more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Alrighty, guys, just in case you missed it, uh, according to Gary Myers, Bill Belichick is the favorite to go to the Chargers if he leaves the Patriots. Mm. Myers said, one of my well-placed sources believes the Chargers are the favorites for Belichick in 2024. They have an excellent quarterback a team ready to win, and Belichick likes California and the beach. So if Belichick takes over the defense and lets Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert on offense, that could be a pretty dangerous combo. What do you think of the idea of the Broncos having to face Belichick twice a year? Very intriguing. That's an intriguing match. Mm-hmm. Belichick to, to L.A. Maybe Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator. Hmm. Right? Not out of the realm. Patriot way. Not out of the realm, baby. I'll tell you right now, he goes there, that's fine. It's going to be a shock to their system, the Patriot way. It'll be a shock to everybody's system. A little different ownership with the Spanos family as opposed to, you know, what they've come from. Well, what's interesting is the Spanos family doesn't like to spend money, do they? What are they willing to spend? Mm -hmm. And, of course, they're going to have to give up draft picks as well. I'm wondering if it's going to cost a Sean Payton Hall. Could very well. Could be a first. Could be a first and a second. Sure could. Yeah, I mean, listen, Justin Herbert hasn't underachieved as a passer, but his teams have underachieved with him as the quarterback. They do have a lot of pieces, though, man. They got a lot of pieces. They do. Yep. So it, that's a very intriguing possibility. I mean, you can make. I think it was. Back when Russell Wilson got here, we talked a lot about best division of quarterbacks in NFL history, right? So you had Mahomes, Wilson, Carr, and Herbert, Mm -hmm. maybe the best of all time. Well, has there ever been, and there has been, Parcells and Gibbs were in the same division for the same time. But to have Peyton and Belichick, I mean, does that trump those two guys? Peyton, Belichick, Andy Reid? Oh, and Andy Reid. I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of forgot about him. Yeah. yeah, that's the best division of, of coaches of all time. I mean, that's pretty hard to argue against right there. But then again, the last time we talked about how great a division was with quarterbacks. Now you're it, right. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it fizzled. Fizzled right. on the vine. You're right. Weathered on the vine. Whatever. We're going to have a lot of great Weathered. coaching matchups. A lot of great coaching matchups. I think it'd be kind of fun to see Peyton and Belichick twice a year. Yeah. I think that'd be all right. Well, they'd be fine with it. They're buddies. Yeah, right. It would be it would be a two on one. It'd be a two on one. It'd be the Parcells coaching tree, 
which is Peyton and Belichick, against the Shanahan coaching tree, <laughs> which is Andy Reid. Right, and whomever ends up in in Las Vegas, God knows. We, we who knows how that'll end up. Yep. I mean, right. Yep. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, San Diego Padres starter Blake Snell won his second Cy Young award, this time in the National League, while Yankees pitcher Garrett Cole took home his first award unanimously after twice coming in second and then finishing in the top five three other times. Snell became the seventh player to win the award in each league, joining Gaylord Perry, Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, Roy Halladay, and Max Scherzer. Previously won the AL Cy Young while a member of the Tampa Bay Rays in 2018. Any comments on the Cy Young Award winners? Just even as a baseball guy, had to kind of double-check Garrett Cole. I, I, it was stunning to me that it was his first Cy Young. As good as he's been right. or as long as he's been. And he was second twice and in the top five three other times. So, I mean, you know, he's been there every single year. He's been arguably the best pitcher in baseball in the last five years. Arguably. You would think that a guy who wins a Cy Young in two different leagues and let's not discount how difficult that is. Sure. Because you have to learn all new hitters. That's not easy. But you can make the case, Blake Snell still has a long way to go to make it to the Hall of Fame. Despite, hmm. despite um, winning Cy Youngs in both leagues. Yeah. You would think it'd be a rubber stamp. You win two Cy Young awards, you're in. You rattle off all the guys who have won two Cy Youngs, one in each league, all those guys are Hall of Famers. Yep. All of them are. But when you look at his overall numbers, and that's what this is, he's won 20 games one time, 21-5 and five in 2018. His second highest win total was this year. He was 14-9. and nine. Other than that, he has never won more than 10 games in a season, and his ERA has always been over, well, let's look at his ERAs. This year, 2.25, 3.38, that's good. 4.20, not so good. 3.24, good. 4.29, not very good. 4.04, not very good. 3.54, marginal. Strikeout to walk ratio, great. But, but are those Hall of Fame numbers? He's or, got work to do, maybe. Or, or do those two Cy Youngs stamp him in? Well, that's big. It is. Make no mistake, that is very big. Yeah, but here's the thing. You're discounting his other seasons. He dominated for two seasons. Mm -hmm. But do you put a guy in because he dominated for two seasons? He's been pretty good, though. No, no, he's been pretty good. But but it is all about ERA. It's not about wins and losses because he's had more than a few losing seasons, eight and 10, Mm -hmm. seven and six, four and two, six and eight, five and seven, six and eight. But I remember when... Roger Clemens won a Cy Young Award. His record was under 500. It's not about wins and losses. Zach Greinke did it, I think, winning one game over 500. Right. It is about ERA. Sure. But his ERA hasn't been eye-popping his whole career. No. What is his What is his career ERA? 3.20. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, you factor in a 1.89. <laughs> that helps. You factor in a 2.25. That helps. But he has been over four or three times in his career. He has been very, very good. I'll be curious to see. He probably will get in. A 320 with two Cy Youngs and he ain't done yet is is, is a pretty good track. Right. Pretty good track. Yep. 
Our last one here, uh, just in case you missed it, last night in a battle of the two best teams in the Eastern Conference, Celtics got the better of the 76ers in Philadelphia without Jalen Brown and Chris Stapps Porzingis. So for most teams, you know, missing the, your second and third leading scores in a road matchup against another high-level opponent, that would spell doom. But the Celtics, they had no issue. Jason Tatum had 29, Derek White had 27, and then Al Horford held Joel Embiid to a season-low 20 points. How do you feel about the Celtics' statement win last night? I think the Celtics are one of the teams that you've really got to look at as a legitimate championship contender. I think Milwaukee oh, yeah. is a very similar kind of team. I'm not there with Philadelphia, with all due respect. I think Philadelphia is a very good team. I don't think they're a championship team. So nothing much has really changed with me from the start of the season. But Boston, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Boston are kind of carrying the banner for the East and We'll see if anyone joins the fray. That was Iron Out Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Right now, all wines from Italy, 15% off. You can order on their app, order online at ArganOutLiquor.com. Check them out off of Colfax. Thanksgiving is coming up fast. It is a week from a today. A week from today. Clearly, if, you, if you're if trying to tolerate your family, you're going to want to go to Argonaut Wine and Liquor and order in. In order in a lot. Well, Every it's day. not about tolerating your family. <laughs> it's about giving thanks for the people that you love. You didn't grow up in my house. All right. Now, I love Thanksgiving now that I'm married. But growing up in my house. Do you, you know, cook on Thanksgiving? Yeah. You, so you, I would have met because you're a, you're, you've got that kind of. Thanksgiving dinner is the easiest dinner to cook of the entire year. Oh, wow. Okay. Easiest dinner. If you know how to make a turkey. It's not hard to make mashed potatoes. It's not hard to make stuffing. It's not hard to make green bean casserole. All of these things are really easy dishes. Hmm. It just depends on how many people you're cooking. I for. have to take your word for that. I have, I clean up. That's one thing that I do. I, I'm a really good. Good. I will come and partake, but I will do dishes. Well, that, that's good. So please so, come over to our house around six. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're having dinner at four. Okay. Make the best possible day you can.